be the name of Jesus. The name that's above every name. Oh Lord, we give thee praise. You alone are God. You are worthy, oh Lord. Of any and all praise. I thank you, I praise you, I worship you, Jesus. Great and mighty is our God. Great and mighty is our God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, great and mighty and holy God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. If you have a Bible tonight, let's take a look at God's Word. I'm very happy to be in the house of God with you tonight and to praise and worship Him and feel after Him. He alone is God. There is no other beside him. He said he knew not any. And I want you to believe in that one true, wise, eternal God whose name is Jesus, a name above every name. I'm glad to know his name tonight. So when we are told to call upon the name of the Lord, we know who we're calling. Amen. No confusion there whatsoever. In the book of Micah, which is an Old Testament book, of course, if you... Go to Matthew and start going backwards a few books. You will come to the book of Micah. And uh, I want chapter 4 of the book of Micah. There are seven chapters in Micah. We want chapter 4, verse 1. Very good to just be here in God's presence tonight. Beautiful spirit of the Lord. No place I'd rather be, nothing I'd rather be doing. Nothing at all. Thank God. I've been saying that and feeling that way for almost 43 years and uh, since I came into church, and I'm, I still feel that way tonight. All right. Chapter 4 of the book of Micah, verse 1. But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and the people shall flow unto it. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Went on to say, and many nations shall come and say, come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. I want to pick up on what he said here in verse 1 when he said, The house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains. I'd like to minister for a little while tonight. The church is on top of its game. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. You know, it's sad, but there are a lot of people. Well, of course, number one, they don't know what the church is, and they don't know how to get into the church. But uh, on top of that, there are people that think that the church is in these last days, and we are in the end of the last days, uh, that they think that the church is going to be weak and beggarly and all stooped over and limping along. But nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, you know, there are many, have been in uh, society and in this world, there's been many great people, athletes or performers of some kind, that had their moment uh, when they could really do it. And uh, they're probably remembered 
for the moment when they could do it. But it isn't long till they pass their prime, and uh, they're not able any long, longer to jump as high or run as fast or sing as and hit the notes that they could hit at one time and many other such things. They couldn't do it anymore. And, uh, but I want to tell you something about the church. The Bible said that though the outward man perish, that yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And that Jesus made it clear in his word in 2 Thessalonians when he talked about the day of the coming of the Lord. He inspired the Apostle Paul to write this epistle, this letter, this message to the church at Thessalonica, this new congregation in this area that the church had come to and brought the message. And that's the church that Jesus started. He only started one church, but he started it for everybody. Wanted everybody from every nation, every color, every language to come and to take freely of the waters of life, the gift, the free gift of the Holy Ghost. And everybody could enjoy the riches of the grace of Jesus Christ. And everybody would be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And as, uh, as the teachings went on from the church and as they reached new areas and new people, then uh, Paul was inspired to tell them that about the day of the coming of the Lord, he said, you have no need that somebody tell you one thing or tell you another. He said, because you're children of the light. He said, you're children of the day. And he said, that day is not going to come upon you unawares. That's what's going to happen to the world. It's going to catch them unawares. Even as it did, as he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. When they were doing all the things they were doing, and it said that the flood came and swept them away unawares. It caught them in an unprepared moment. And that's what your Bible said about Noah, though. He, being warned of God, he prepared an ark. He got everything ready because he heard God. He was getting the word of God. He was getting the instruction of God. He wasn't fighting what God was saying. He wasn't taking issue with what God was saying. He was obedient to what God said. He was a preacher of righteousness. And he prepared an ark because he moved with fear, with respect and reverence to God and his word. And he prepared that ark to the saving of his soul and his family's soul. All of them. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, the church is going to be on top of its game. We're not going to be at the bottom of this thing. We're not going to be weak. We're not going to be, uh, you know, somehow not able to do anything any longer. It's not going to be that way at all. But the church is full. Uh, as one writer said, truly, I am filled with the power of the Lord. To be realized that when you come to Jesus Christ by the Word, and the Word tells you to repent because that's part of the good news. That he died on the cross, so you die to your sin. He died for the sin of the whole world. You die to your sin by repenting. Lord, I'm sorry. Don't want to do that anymore. Don't want to live that way anymore. Don't want to go in that direction anymore. I want a change of thought, a change of pattern, a change of direction. I repent of my sins, O Lord. And as you do that, you obey the death. Then you come to the burial, and we're buried with Jesus Christ in water baptism, the Scripture teaches, Romans 6. And as we're obedient to that, and we're buried with him in water, in the name of Jesus Christ, then the blood is in the name. And without that blood, there is no remission of sins. But with that blood, you can be forgiven. And he shed the blood on the cross. That's why he came in the flesh. 
That's why God was manifest in the flesh. That's why the Word that was God was made flesh and dwelt among us so that that body that was prepared through Mary, that body could shed the blood of God on the cross and that it would be shed for everybody that your sins could be forgiven, washed away, sent away, and remembered no more. He is a God that is ready to pardon the Scripture says. God's not confused about it tonight. He never has been confused. And he told you that if you'll believe on him, as the Scripture has said, then you, you won't be confused either. You won't be confounded in that day and that moment. You won't be running around, as one fellow told me today, like a chicken with his head cut off. You won't be like that. But that you'll have your wits about you. One place in the book of Psalms said they come to their wits end. But you won't be that way because I'm telling you, the church is going to be strong. The church is going to be established in the top of the mountain. He said it. He made it clear. You're the city that's set upon a hill. And you're up there and you're to let your light so shine. And that people could see that light. And that people would know the direction to go from the storm that they're in. From the miserable upheaval of their lives. And all the confusion in this world. And people's hearts failing them for the fear of things that are coming upon this generation. And I'm telling you the church doesn't have like the three Hebrew children. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be anxious. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen because we know we've got the Holy Ghost and fire. We know we're baptized in Jesus' name. And we know we're going to go in that first resurrection, commonly referred to as the rapture. And these are good things to know because the Scripture is very clear in the book of Revelation. Very clear. And it tells you, uh, chapter 13, for an example. And he said, I stood upon the sand of the sea. And he said, I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. That means from out among the whole population of the earth. And he said, uh, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon uh, gave him his power and his seat and great authority. I'm so glad that we got our power from Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that he said after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. He also said, I'll give you all power over the power of the... I'll give you power over the power of the beast. I'll give you power over the one that fuels the beast. I'll give you power over Lucifer, over Satan. He that's within you is greater than he that's within the world. The church going to be on top of its game. Amen and amen. Amen. Many a person has said that they wanted to retire from whatever they were doing and whatever they were noted for when they no longer could do it at their peak. And many people have. Some people have not only gone on to make themselves look pretty foolish, actually. But uh, and some people have retired five and six and seven times only to try to go back and try to do it again and find that they, they couldn't. Their timing is off, the reflexes are off, the muscles would give out. And uh, I had somebody ask me last night if I, uh, they said, do you, do you like basketball? And they had just turned the thing on in the place of business I was on, and I just turned away and was walking away. And I said, uh, I said no, I said, I, I don't care much for it anymore. I said, I used to play. He said, oh, so did I. He said, why'd you quit? I said, I got too old. Got too old. Couldn't jump up and touch that rim anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. 
I watched, we watched some boys playing one day and something or other, and I told my wife, you see that? She said, yeah, I, said, I used to do that all the time. I didn't think anything about it. It was just part of the day. And, uh, but, you know, you get past a place where you no longer can operate a at a prime peak. But let me tell you something. The church is not past that place. The church is, in a, is being set. The stage is being set. The church is going to be showcased. Jesus said, he that heareth my sayings, I'll show you to whom he's like. I'll show you my people. I'll show you my church. I'll show you my power. I'll show you my glory. I'll show you my word. I will have them set this light, not under a bushel basket, not shoved under a bed. Hey, we come to church. We're not looking for a place to hide. We're not looking to try to go to the bathroom or pinch the baby and get out of here. We're looking to worship God. We're looking to praise God. Look at to magnify him. We want to be in church. We want to praise him. We want to bless him. We want to magnify him. We want to call upon his name. We want to call upon his name. Everybody said praise the Lord. Yes, sir. And he went on to say that the, I saw one of the heads as it was wounded to death. His deadly wound was healed. All the world wandered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months or three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. Oh, yeah, even the devil knows the name of Jesus. Isn't it a shame that so many people claim his name and call his name, but they refuse to be baptized in water in his name. Does that make a lick of sense? If you're going to cast out the devil, you're going to do it in the name of Jesus. If you're going to pray for the sick, you're going to pray for healing in the name of Jesus. If you're going to bless your food, you're going to end it in the name of Jesus. Everything, 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 until the brakes come on and when you come to the waters of baptism all of a sudden we don't want to do that in jesus name isn't that ridiculous if you can get rid of the devil in jesus name if you can get rid of uh sickness and be healed in the name of jesus christ and how much more to get rid of your sin in the name of jesus christ to get rid of that sin that name is above every name. That name is Jesus Christ. That's the only name that the church called upon. That's, there were so many titles. There will always be titles. But they all belong to him. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He alone is God. And there is no other. There is no other. There is no other. And he said, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, shall receive power to be my witnesses, saith the Lord. Thank God for that. I don't want to derive anything from the devil. I don't want the devil to have anything in me. I want no investment of his whatsoever. That's why we repent. We're selling out all of that. We, we're having a super, super yard sale. We're selling out all the bad junk out of our lives. We want it out in the name of Jesus. And listen to what he said as he went on in verse 7. It was given unto him, that is to the beast, to make war with the saints. And you better believe if there's anybody going to be in the crosshairs of the beast's uh, scope, it's going to be the church. He's got everybody else. He's, he's after the church. We're the only ones that have the light. And I'm talking universally. 
We're the only ones that have the message. Jesus started one church, and he sent that church from Jerusalem where he said repentance and remission of sins was to be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost that day, and they began to spill out of that upper room, and they filled that city of Jerusalem with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And as they filled the city with that doctrine, they didn't stop there. They went down to Samaria and preached Christ. And they went from there, and they preached Christ. And they got it to Cornelius and the Italians. And then Paul met them at Ephesus and he found 12 of, of John the Baptist's disciples and he rebaptized them in the name of Jesus Christ, telling them, You ought to believe on him which is to come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. They received the gift of the Holy Ghost, my friend. The same pattern, the same pattern, the same plan of salvation. Repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost right there. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Believe your Bible, believe God's word. The devil, through the beast, is going to make war with the saints. And to overcome them, what does that mean? Well, that simply means that he, we're going to go through some things. People think that the church is going out of here before anything happens, and it's just going to be left to the poor old Jews to go through it all. Well, some people are just plain nuts. Let me tell you something right now. That's not what your Bible teaches at all. The church is made up of Jews and Gentiles, and we're all one in Christ. And the church is going to go through some things, friend, that's going to take place on planet Earth. And we've got to be prepared. We've got to be preparing ourselves because the enemy's coming. And he's going to, uh, in every way he can, try to overcome this flesh. And that's the only thing he's going to overcome. He'll never overcome the Holy Ghost in us because, again, greater is he that's within us and he that's within the world. And the Bible went on to say also and teach that blessed are they that do die in the Lord from henceforth. There's a certain point where God's going to look at a little bit more, a little differently and a little more tenderly. And he's going he's to tell them that their time of rest is coming just as he did in Revelation when uh, the fifth chapter between the fifth and the sixth seal when, the, when they cried out and said, How long, O Lord, doest thou not avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? And and it said white robes were given unto them. And they were told to rest for a little while until their brethren should be killed like as they were. I'm telling you, God's got a plan. And don't you ever worry about it. And God's looking right at this old beast that's going to rise up and try to run roughshod over the church. But they that know their God, Daniel said, are going to be daring. They're going to be bold. They're going to do great exploits. They're going to be on top of their game. Amen. church isn't a used to be. The church isn't a has been. The church isn't a wannabe. But the church is filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And God Almighty, in His name is Jesus, He is going to stand by His church. As always, he, as we work, He will work with us and He will confirm His word with signs and wonders and miracles. Believe that with me tonight. Come on. Jesus' name. I will say, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not worthy or are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You know, when Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And when Noah's, the fountains of the deep broke up and the clouds burst open, saturated, and they saw something they'd never seen before. Well, people are going to see things they've never seen before. People are going to experience things. First time by water, second time by fire. Jesus said we're going to, the powers of the heavens are going to be shaken. He said men's hearts are going to fail them for fear of looking after the things which are taking place. Uh, there are so many signs and things that will take place and will happen and will be fulfilled in the wars and the rumors of wars. No wonder it said, 
about he that endureth to the end, meaning that people who are living that are in the church and that are going to be subjected to all kinds of tribulation and even possibly to some of the, not personally on them, but be living on the earth in the time when some of God's wrath will fall on the unbelieving hearts and that the uh, church, in other words, might hear some of the trumpets and see some of the vials that will be poured out. But I want you to understand that God's going to protect his church just as he did uh, back in Moses' time. He put them in the land of Goshen and he protected them. He put them in the ark in the times of Noah and got them in there and shut the gangplank. And when the waters burst up and the waters came down and people were looking and wondering and confused, uh, the, the ark began to rise, the ark began to lift, and that's a type of the first resurrection or the rapture. And as, the, as the, the church began to rise up with Noah and all of those were on that boat were of one family and they had one name and you better know that we're going to be, we are one family, we are the church and we've got one name and that name is Jesus Christ. That name's on our forehead, that name is in our spirit and we're washed in his blood and we absolutely know him and we're going to be with him in that day. We're not going to be wandering around, bumping off of walls. And wondering what's going on. We know what's going to be going on. We are children of the day. We're children of the day. We're children of the light. And we have the truth. And we have the message. And they're going to, believe me, they're going to follow the beast. They're going to follow the system. And they're going to keep trying. You know, it's like somebody reading. I like to read the, the Bible because it's a good book and it gets better. <laughs> you can read a book and keep thinking it's going to get better and it never does. You know, and kind of put it away and say, why do I bother with that? You know, just, just something you think is going to get better and it never does. Well, let me tell you something. People in this world, they keep thinking it's going to get better. And they, they'll, they'll get another guy to fill an office and figure he's going to be the, the Messiah and he's going to be the one to, to answer all their, their problems and, and bring all the answer to their needs. But let me tell you, he's, he or she is not going to do it. The, the, the customs and the uh, governments and the kings of this world cannot do what you need. What you need is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What you need is to be filled with his spirit and baptized in his precious name, washed in his holy blood, and get a change of heart, get a change of spirit, become a new person walking in those shoes, and get on top of your game, friend. Get on top of it. Let me tell you something. There will just be no falling back. Somebody said, well, we're looking for a falling away. Well, you can look for it, but I know that already took place. I'm looking for a harvest. You read Revelation. It said, thrust in the sickle. It said, for it's time to reap the harvest of the earth. It's ripe. It's ready to go. I'm telling you, God's got something planned, friend, for his church, and there's going to be people that are going to flow to the top of the mountain to get to the house of God. Amen. And the church is going to be right there, shining brightly, pulling them in, saving those souls. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hearts with our hands, shall we? Come on now. Jesus' name. You're here tonight. You have not yet been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to baptize you in that name tonight. Oh, you don't have the Holy Ghost. We want to pray for you. God will give you the Holy Ghost. If you're sick in your body and you want healing tonight, then you need to present yourself and believe God for that healing touch. He's a healer ever much tonight as he has, ever has been just the same. Nothing's changed about our God. He said, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Jesus is his name. Glory. Let's sing. Let's worship. Let's gather in for prayer. I won't turn back. I won't see my Jesus someday. I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back. 
Oh, my. 